If you're a reader of my written columns on DK Pittsburgh Sports, and you're familiar with our company's franchise feature, it's called Friday Insider, you'll know that a couple of weeks ago I reported that Matt Canada's got quite the grip, for lack of a better term, on Mike Tomlin. And you know what? It's no longer inside information, is it? Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Tomlin had his season-ending press conference yesterday on the South Side. It's one of the very few press conferences that he has that's worthwhile because it's the only one all year where he'll discuss something other than that week's game or that week's event where he'll take any kind of questions on bigger picture type topics. And that's nice because the Steelers are at a bigger picture level juncture. They really are. They need to make, as I've been sharing on this show for a while now, significant changes, not just in people, but also in process. And all that yesterday did was to serve as Exhibit A for why that's so necessary. Tomlin is going to keep Canada as his coordinator. Why? Because he trusts him. Because he doesn't think he'll stab him in the back. That's the sort of stuff that I hear from over there on the inside all the time. That's where Tomlin's priorities are. He wants complete control, complete loyalty. And that in and of itself is fine. Most good leaders of any operations will insist on that sort of thing. But it can't be the only thing. As I reported in that Insider, even though you know Tomlin and Canada don't see eye to eye on every little thing, and they, of course, are going to have disagreements along the way, for as much crap as Canada was getting throughout that building, from coaches, players, everywhere else. Tomlin had his back. Tomlin had him covered. And don't think he didn't walk into that press conference yesterday fully braced for a whole lot of questions about Canada, including, as it turned out, the very first. This was Tomlin's response. You know, um, I'm optimistic about, about Matt. And, and, and what he's capable of doing. I acknowledge that, you know, we took a step back. Um, there's some obvious tangible reasons why that occurred. Um, so I'm not going to get into all of that. I'm not going to seek comfort in that. Um, we got to be better. Um, we intend to be. Um, and that's going to require a lot of planning and, and work, uh, players and coaches. Wow, right? I mean, he might as well have flown a message on a private plane letting everyone know, Matt Canada's coming back! Woohoo! Yeah! That's, that's what that was. 
He's done it in the past. I know what the signal looks like. That's what that was. Canada's coming back. And the justifications only followed. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. So Tomlin would proceed to get at least a little bit defensive on a couple of subjects related to Canada. One of those was that he was insisting that he was not at all satisfied with or accepting the performance of the offense over this past season. You know, the one in which their last nine games saw a cumulative first quarter output of nine points. Three field goals in the first quarter over the last nine games. An average six-point reduction from the previous year. You know, the year that got that coordinator fired. He insists he's not satisfied with that. Didn't back it up with anything. This is just one of those, we have to own it, we're going to wear it type of things. There's nothing that actually accompanies it. You just say it. He also got a little bit defensive. And I found this way more interesting about promoting from within. Now here again, if you've been reading or listening to my stuff, this has been only issue number one for me. Bigger even than Canada himself. Because this whole thing where you walk down the hall and knock on a door and say, hey, you, you want to be the offensive line coach? Uh, yeah, okay, coach. That, more than anything, has been crippling this team from the top down. This was what Tomlin had to say to that subject. I always look at internal candidates versus what I refer to as the field. Um, I owe it to the group to, to get the very best person for whatever job we're talking about that, that we can acquire. Um, that's my commitment. Those are my intentions. And so that's always the case. It's the case when we hire from the outside. It's the case when we hire from the inside. Um, we've turned the stones over. We've weighed our options and we made the decision, whatever it may be, um, that we feel is best. My goodness. So he thinks we're stupid. He thinks that We can look at the recent pattern, and by recent I mean over recent years, of hiring, almost all of which has been done by promoting from within, and presume that somewhere along the way there were these big, sweeping, exhaustive searches conducted, and they just magically ended up with that person down the hall. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. I'm I'm almost speechless, and that's saying something for me, to where this is going. Because now you're looking at Canada staying, Keith Butler retiring, Terrell Austin being promoted from within, because that's how that's going to go too. And all of this is going to get what? 
rubber stamped from above. There's a reason here as well that I've been focused more on Art Rooney of late, and that's because he's the only one that can do something about this. He's the only one. He's the only one that can step in and say, hang on a second. What? You're keeping the coordinator? Why? Listen, (laughs) I appreciate everything you do around here, but I'm the owner. And I want you to build me a compelling case for why this individual, this season, with his play calling, deserves to hold one of 32 of these jobs that exist on planet Earth. I want to see this. Write it out for me. This is kind of important. And please spare me some of that stuff that you mentioned at the press conference yesterday about mobile quarterbacks and so forth. Are really going to go the route of blaming Ben for being old to have this guy's back? What is wrong with you? That's if I'm Art Rooney. I'm not, of course. He's going to have to do that himself, or he won't. Or he won't. We have seen him step in in the past when it comes to coordinators. A little bit clumsily, but he did. Now, very clearly, we're going to need to see him step in and do it again. Because that that show yesterday, wow, no. When we come back, just one question. time for just one question and today's comes from john who asks dk you're calling for firings and for a hiring to happen quickly if the steelers do decide to go after a big name free agent quarterback should they wait to see if that quarterback has a preference of who to bring instead of hiring a new offensive coordinator first john it sounds like you're buying into aaron Rodgers, russell wilson stuff and there was just nothing that came from Tomlin's mouth yesterday that suggested that's where this is headed. If anything, all of his statements, and all of which are going to be parsed to death, considering we're not going to hear from him again for another three months at the owners' meetings, strongly suggested exactly what I've been saying all along, which is that it's going to be some combination of Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, and another person coming in from the outside to compete with them, not to come in and engulf them the way a Rodgers or a Wilson would. The moment they'd show up, they're the quarterback, of course. He also didn't dismiss the idea of drafting one, but you know anybody who's looking at this draft class isn't going to be thinking, oh man, they got to get into the top XX so that they can ensure that they get that guy. There isn't that guy. There isn't that guy in this draft, and there aren't those guys. There isn't a group of quarterbacks where you need to move into a certain bracket to make sure that you get your pick or at least one of the guys that you really like. That doesn't exist. So they have to start looking, and I'm sure they already are, for other options, meaning among NFL veterans. I 
don't believe for a split second that it's going to be some big, dramatic, super sexy thing. I really don't. But, you know, we can do some of the parsing ourselves on this show. So this is what Tomlin had to say on that subject yesterday. You know, right now, you know, all options are on the table, uh, but those decisions are interrelated based on our global needs and the totality of those global needs. And, you know, I enjoy working with Kevin this time of year because we, we just, you know, we speak plain English. You know, we have to improve our football team. There's two major ways that you, you do it. You do it through free agency and you do it through the draft. And so we have to look at what's available to us in the draft positionally. We have to look at what's available to us potentially in free agency positionally. And then we kind of bring those two discussions together and it kind of gives us a, a, a path in which to go about addressing our needs. Now, to what you actually asked, John, do you need to match a coordinator with a quarterback? Yeah, if it's Rodgers or Wilson or someone at that level. I don't believe that you need to do that if you bring in like, I'm going to throw this out just to take people off, but like Marcus Mariota, right? Because Mariota can run. You're not going to get in the coordinator for Mariota. You know, you're you're just sticking with the guy you got. And that sounds like what this coach wants to do, you know? And that's also part of the MO. I probably should have mentioned this in the opening segment. But this is a coach that isn't all that crazy about admitting that he's wrong. He can talk about it. He can say where this accountability, that. But it doesn't show up in his actions. When you know you're wrong about Kendrick Green three, four weeks into the season and you don't do anything about it because you had already anointed him last summer, when you get to seven, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks into the season and the guy is just killing you up front, and getting your quarterback killed, I should add, and you don't do anything about it, that's being stubborn just to be stubborn. Well, it was Tomlin who promoted Canada. And it was Tomlin who promoted Adrian Clem to offensive line coach. Do you really think that Tomlin wants to go through two promotions and illustrate them in black and white, to have both been failures in the span of less than a year, do you think he's eager to do that knowing what you know about him? Probably should have brought that up in the opening segment. Well, this is what you get for listening to the second segment. Anyway, John, I apologize. I've diverted all over the place in this one. Yeah, No, I, I don't think you're going to see any sort of attachment between a coordinator and the quarterback. I really don't because I don't think the quarterback is going to be that significant. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. And we'll do another one tomorrow when we'll still be waiting for Matt Canada to be fired. 